Here we go. Welcome back. This is Two Beards in a Bible. I'm John Swaino. I'm Dave Tenney. And we are in the middle of Act 17. Yep. And uh, I guess we are picking up at uh, verse 24, aren't we? Yeah, last week we talked about uh, Paul going to Athens and uh, the Stoics and the Bereans were uh, uh, wanting to hear what Paul had to say about the strange God that he talked about. Mm-hmm. So uh, Paul gets this opportunity here to address them, and he starts off and he tells them that uh, he's going to talk about the one God that they had, the unknown God. Yeah. And uh, he says, this is the one I'm going to talk about to you about. So I think it's my turn. Go right ahead. I'm going to pick up in verse 20. I'll just read. He says, uh, in verse 23, he says, For I was passing through and considering the objects of your worship, I even found an altar with this inscription to the this inscription to the unknown God. Therefore, the one whom you worship without knowing him, I proclaim to you. Now he picks up here. He says, God, who made the world and everything in it, since he is Lord of heaven and earth and does not dwell in temples made with hands, nor is he worshipped with men's hands as though he needed anything since he gives to all life, breath, and all things. And he has made from one blood every nation of men to dwell on all the face of the earth and has determined the pre-appointed times and the boundaries of their dwellings so that they should seek the Lord in the hope that they might grope for him and find him, though he is not far from each one of us. For in him we live and move and have our being, as also some of your own poets have said, for we are also his offspring. Therefore, what's the therefore, therefore? We're going to find out. <laughs> Since we are the offspring of God, we ought not to think that the divine nature is like gold or silver or stone, something shaped by art or man's devising. Truly, these times of ignorance God has overlooked, but now commends all men everywhere to repent. Because he has appointed a day on which he will judge the world in righteousness by the man whom he has ordained. He has given assurance of this to all by raising him from the dead. And when they heard of the resurrection of the dead, some mocked, while others said, We will hear you again on this matter. So Paul departed from among them. However, some men joined him and believed him. Among them, Dionysus and Arapagate, a woman named Demarius, and others with him. Boy, there's a lot of stuff in there. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, starting out, we, we mentioned it at the end of the last, the last episode, but there in verse 23, you know, this unknown God, you know, he starts off verse 24 with, with God, big G. Yes. You know, so the word that we would find there would be pointing to Yahweh. Yes. And um, so the, he's, he's giving them the name, look, at, this is the guy you need to be. This is the guy you need to be listening to and, and looking for. And, um, you know, one of the things that, that we mentioned last time is that for the one whom you worship without knowing. You know, so so they, they worship this guy without knowing, this God. But yeah. um, in Romans 1 at verse 20 is the, the sentiment that we kind of brought up last, last time. At verse 20 in Romans 1. It says, for since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they're without excuse. Yeah. Because although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God, 
nor were thankful, but became futile in their thoughts, and their foolish hearts were darkened. You know, and, and moving on, talking about professing to be wise in the next verse, but but that kind of sums these people up a little bit. Yeah, uh, in, in some in some part. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, he talks about God being the creator of all things, that He gives life, and then He has this this idea that, and I love this. He said, he said, from one blood, every nation. He made every nation from one blood. Yeah, and uh, which always cracks me up when I hear about people talk about racist things. Mm -hmm. I heard a new term today. What's that? Um, Christian privilege. Ah. There's well, actually, there's actually a, 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 a college university <clears throat> in Florida that I heard about today that is um, uh, discriminating against those that are of basically the Christian faith because they have a privilege over others because we live in a quote-unquote Christian society, you know, and I didn't, you know, this was a blurb on the, uh, on the radio news, so I won't speak too much into it because I don't know the entirety of it, yeah. <clears throat> but just that idea, you know, that, um, you know, that, that God made us from one blood, and yet what is... What, what do men try to do? They try to separate. Oh, yeah. The uh, one blood. You know, they, you know they, it's it, throughout history, uh, people have been fighting over the color of skin and, and your lineage. Yeah, you know, your, your bloodline and so on. You think about, you know, the caste system in, in Europe that was around for a long, long time. Yeah. And they split people up. You know, you were born into this role. Right. Your family is born into this role, and that's where you're going to stay. Yeah. Um, you know, but there we're all made of the same blood. And again, if you have, if you apply honest science to the to, to mankind, and you study genetically, study mankind, you you find out that this is true. That yeah, that we are of one blood. Yeah, and uh, we can be uh, traced back to common ancestors. Yeah, yeah, and. <clears throat> So there's no no reason to get worked up about that, right. about what color somebody's skin is. Right. It don't, doesn't really matter. Right. Try to work on, uh, well, I like what Martin Luther King said. He said, uh, what did he say about the, the judge somebody on the content of their character, character, not the color of their skin? Yeah. You know, and that's that's what we ought to do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, as we... We are in, uh, we're recording this in February, so, yeah, <clears throat> you know, this is the month. And, and it's airing in July or something. Right. Yeah. Uh -huh. But, but at this present time, you know, we're, we're, we're approaching Martin Luther King Day. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, uh, you know, that's a time when we remember, when we remember him and honestly, you know, whether we would totally agree with him and his religious views, uh, you know, he would be, uh, turning over in his grave seeing what has come about oh, yeah, absolutely. In, the, in the past so many years. And and God, <clears throat> I'm sure, is is uh, kind of is upset over yeah. the way that we treat each other. I think, um, you know, one thing about, if we're, since we're talking about Martin Luther King, you know, <laughs> he did, he talked a lot about unity. Mm -hmm. And the Bible talks, I'm sure he got that idea from the Bible. Mm -hmm. You know, the Bible talks a lot about unity. And uh, the problem is, is um, if everybody was unified, it's kind of hard to control everybody. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think that's why, you know, 
certain forces are always trying to divide people into different groups because right. it's easier to control different it, little groups. And this, these gods on the Areopagus, the, the the different gods that people worshipped, you know what? How much more confusing can it get to cause confusion and yeah. division? Yeah, and and even though you know, and you see this in the in the academic world today, you and I both know people that will talk for days and hours and, and years over an issue and never come to a conclusion, right? Because they're doing it just for the sole purpose of twisting their minds around an idea. Yeah, but they're not actually trying to come to a conclusion. Yeah, that that's the that that's the education system. Wrapped up in a nutshell, and there, I think there are <clears throat> even Bible students that that will read things and they they can't they they get so they get so into the weeds mm -hmm. that they miss the point, right? You know, and and we got to be careful with that. We're studying the Bible. You know, we were talking in the last episode about Stoicism, and that's one of that would be one of the dangers. Yeah, yeah. you know, removing yourself yeah. completely yeah. from the emotion of of uh, what was going on yeah. in the in these accounts. You you can put yourself yeah. into a a place that, yeah, that I don't think God wanted us to be. Yeah, I, I, and, and I'm not <clears throat> saying that, that that the words aren't there for a reason. They're mm -hmm. important. You know, you use certain words for a reason, but right. sometimes we can get caught up in you know in going to the Greek and trying to get definitions, and, and we you end up missing what what it's even talking about. Right. I mean, just thinking. Oh, hopefully, I'm not taking you too far off track here, but thinking about our the, the worship of the Lord's Church on the first day of the week, one of the things that is prescribed and commanded is that we come together and keep the Lord's Supper. Yeah. And uh, we often will read a, a scripture uh, reminding us of the, the happenings of of the Last Supper and so on, and we'll we'll uh, remind ourselves that of that institution of the Lord's Supper. But but honestly, <clears throat> when you read that and you think about that, and if you reflect upon the sacrifice that was given to us, it should stir an emotion in you. Yeah. And if it doesn't, then there's very likely a problem. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're not thinking and, about it. Yeah, you know, so so together, you know, the, the, the letter of the law, the letter yeah. of the word, along with the proper controlled emotion yeah. that the Lord gave us, <clears throat> give us the truth. Yeah, absolutely. So he says, um, he talks about, uh, he says that, uh, he has made from one blood every nation of men to dwell on all of his earth, and he's determined their pre-appointed times and the boundaries of their dwellings. Um, I'm not sure I 100% understand what that means, other than that, you know, different people, you know, you're born into a certain area. Right. Um, you got something on that, John? I have a little note there. I, I don't know. Okay. What I don't know where it's going to lead me, but let's... Let's go to Deuteronomy 32, and at verse 8, might have something to do with something. When the Most High divided their inheritance to the nations, when he separated the sons of Adam, he set the boundaries of the peoples according to the number of the children of Israel. Huh. Yeah, maybe he's, maybe he's referring back to that. Hmm, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Um... He says so that they should they should seek the Lord, the hope that they might grope for Him and find Him, though He is not far from each one of us. And I think that's just pointing that, you know, if we just look around and and notice the creation, you know, we would 
we, we would hopefully come to the conclusion that this wasn't an accident. Right. That we would we would search for the creator of those things. What you got there, Johnny? Nothing. <laughs> uh, he says, for in him we live and move and have our being, as also some of your poets have said. And now he, now Paul quotes a Stoic poet here. He says, for we are also his offspring. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting. So that was Aratus that, that Paul quoted there. And uh, I think the one thing that's interesting is that that there shows you the uh, the kind of knowledge that Paul had. Right. You know, Paul not only knew the scriptures, but he probably knew lots of like the, the classic uh, philosophy of the day or of the last, you know, or the preceding uh, century. <laughs> right. How do you spell that guy's name? A-R-A-T-U-S. And he wrote that around 300 B.C. All right. So he makes this this conclusion because he says, therefore. Mm -hmm. He says, since we are the offspring of God, we ought not think that the divine nature is like gold or silver or stone, something shaped by the art and man's devising. So so I think he's talking about the, the shrines and statues that they made. Sure. Yeah. You know. Yeah, that, that, that's that's the place that, that societies have gone yeah. almost from the beginning. Yeah. And <clears throat> think about Israel and the... Golden yeah, calf. In, in, yeah, in, in the wilderness, you know. Yeah, shockingly, that's where they went. Yeah, so I think I think that's what he's getting at there, and he, and he says, uh, he, we we use a scripture a lot. He says, truly, these times of ignorance God overlooked. So what what was that talking about? You know, all of the things that went on under the old law. Yeah, all of the things that uh, you people often ask. Uh, I think of this scripture when 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 I hear the question about you know well how come there are those in the in the Bible that were that were with God, but they had multiple wives. That they, you know, that they did this, this, yeah. and that, and 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 that's the that that's the thing that I think of that God overlooked. I think the King James says that God winked at those things. Yeah, you know, it, yeah. I, I think about you know um, about Moses's teaching on divorce. Yeah, that would be one of those things. Right. You know, where, where God kind of overlooked that one thing and just let it go. But he says, but now commands all men everywhere to repent. Yeah. So, you and know. That, and that word means to, to, to turn, turn away. away. Yeah. To, to, to go in the opposite direction. Yeah. 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 So now he now he's he's telling why why would you want to turn away from, from making these um, idols of stone or of gold? Mm-hmm. He says, uh, because he has appointed a day on which he will judge the world in righteousness. Well, I mean, I think he's talking there about, you know, the end of the world. Right. Yeah, by the man which he has ordained. Yeah, which is Jesus. Right. And, and you know, he, he, he just had got done telling them, you know, since we are the offspring of God, we not, ought not to think of that divine nature as like gold or silver or stone, something shaped by art and man's devising. 
so uh you know that 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 might cause a little bit of a shake up in your head like well you were just telling us not to be uh, worldly in our thinking but you're going to tell us that we're being raised up by a man whom whom you're sending but when you really realize who that is yeah christ it's it's uh god incarnate yes yeah absolutely so um and he has and, and god has proved basically that that this this jesus was ordained as this judge he says he proved it once and all by raising him from the dead mm-hmm. um matthew 28 18. yeah um so i have i have a note here at matthew 25 31 that i wrote I wrote the note, so who knows what I wrote it for. 20, <laughs> Matthew 25, 31. What does that say? It says, When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the holy angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory. So it just points back to, and that's Jesus saying that. So um, uh, I think this idea is... In well, this whole this whole section of Matthew is basically talking about Jesus uh, separating the sheep from the goats and all of this. He's mm-hmm. talking about the day of judgment there, so that's why I had that note here. Yeah, <laughs> so that's what Paul's referring. He's giving he's giving assurance of this day. So, so when all the people heard this thing, you know, were they really excited about it? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> some mocked. Yeah. And the others, you know, we will hear you again on this matter, is what some of the others said. Yeah. I mean, it, which one of us hasn't, when we didn't want to deal with something, said, well, I'll call you later. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, let me think about that later. I, I, I tell that to my to my kids all the time. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, well, ask me that question later. I've had people <laughs> ask me or, or present some religious thing to me before, and I've said, you know, let me think about that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. And that's, you know... To some degree, that's what we should do. Yeah. So that was, that was definitely so there, a so, fair response. So these guys, we will hear you again on this matter. Yeah. Maybe some of them came back around later. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but some of the men joined him. So some mm-hmm. right away said, okay, we, we're, we're with you on here. Yeah. And he names uh, three people there. So. Yeah. And uh, so Paul departed from among them. Yep. So how much time we got? Oh, we got plenty of time. So. Why don't we go ahead, John, you want to read, boy, you could read the first 17 verses, I guess. Okay. All right. Chapter 18 of Acts, starting at verse 1. After these things, Paul departed from Athens and went to Corinth. And he found a certain Jew named Achilla, born in Pontus, who had recently come from Italy with his wife Priscilla, because Claudius had commanded all the Jews to depart from Rome. And he came to them. So because he was of the same trade, he stayed with them and worked, for by occupation they were tent makers. And he reasoned in the synagogue every Sabbath and persuaded both Jews and Greeks. When Silas and Timothy had come from Macedonia, Paul was compelled by the Spirit and testified to the Jews that Jesus is the Christ. But when they opposed him and blasphemed, he shook his garments and said to them, Your blood be upon your own heads. I am clean. From now on I will go to the Gentiles. And he departed from there and entered the house of a certain man named Justice, one who worshipped God, whose house was next door to the synagogue. Then Crispus, the ruler of the synagogue, believed on the Lord with all his household. And many of the Corinthians, hearing, believed and were baptized. 
Now the Lord spoke to Paul in the night by a vision. Do not be afraid, but speak and do not keep silent. For I am with you, and no one will attack you to hurt you, for I have many people in this city. And he continued there a year and six months, teaching the word of God among them. When Gallio was proconsul of Acacia, the Jews with one accord rose up against Paul and brought him to the judgment seat, saying, This fellow persuades men to worship God contrary to the law. And when Paul was about to open his mouth, Gallio said to the Jews, If it were a matter of wrongdoing or wicked crimes, O Jews, there would be a reason why I should hear you, should bear with you. But if it is a question of words and names in your own law, look to it yourselves, for I do not want to be a judge of such matters. And he drove them from the judgment seat. Then all the Greeks took Sosthenes, the ruler of the synagogue, and beat him before the judgment seat. But Gallio took no notice of these things. All right, there's a whole bunch of stuff in there. So here we, we see the, the first mention of uh, Aquila and Priscilla. Mm-hmm. Um, and now... The one thing that we don't know, uh, it says it says Paul. So he meets Aquila and Priscilla, um, but we don't know if they if Paul converted them, or they were already converted when he met them. Mm-hmm. Um, it mentions there that they were that they were in Pont or they they had come from Italy, and it says that. They came there because Claudius had commanded all the Jews to depart from Rome, and, and that actually happened in mm-hmm. 49 A.D. And uh, I, I can't remember which um, which ancient uh, writer, history writer, wrote this, but he said that uh, what had happened was is there was the Jews. There was some uprising in Rome in the you know in like 49 B.C. over some Jewish leader named Crestus. Oh. C-H-R-E-S-T-U-S. Which is interesting because that's only one letter off from the Christmas. Roman version of Christ. Oh, okay. And gotcha. a lot of people think that most likely that was just a grammatical error. He just... So so what what he... What, what a lot of people think is, is basically um, there was... The, the Jews were probably in an uproar over some Christians right or, or, or teachings of Christ and because of that um, Claudius said okay all of you just got to get out of here right we can't have this in Rome so that's why everybody had to get out of Dodge right so and again there as you point out uh, you know there there's that uh, confirmation in in the secular writings, yeah, of the day. So it's so it's it's I don't know it's it's likely that um, Aquila and Priscilla were already Christians when they met Paul. Mm-hmm. Um, it certainly doesn't talk about their con. I mean, you would think Paul would have if Paul had converted them, they would have said something about it. When when people are called Jews. You know, it's 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 a bit more it's than just cultural. a religion. Yeah. It's it's a people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and so that would. Yeah, I mean, Paul called himself a Jew, right? You know. So yeah, I I, I have a I have a feeling that they they may have been converted already. Mm-hmm. Um, it also we find out that we find out what Paul did for a living. Yeah, and you know, all Jews were trained in a trade. Every one of them. 
So that that was part of their uh, their school system. So uh, whether you you know, so Paul went to university and did all these different things and was they didn't, they didn't go and get a liberal arts degree. <laughs> well, he he did that too, really. But I mean, but he also had a trade, and right. that was a. Uh, I, I, there was some old Jewish proverb that talked about you know if a man doesn't give his son a a, a trade then he's worthless mm-hmm. you know so so Paul is a tent maker and these uh, Priscilla and Aquila were also tent makers so they got that in common too and uh, obviously they're uh, going into yeah. the business to make a little money yeah and uh, you know the sticking together and, and I suppose. You know, this is their tent maker, so that's the reason given for him going to be with them. But, you know, uh, Christians stick together the same way. Yep, yep. And, and we see that in different accounts throughout the scriptures. Yep. And it says, Paul reasoned in a synagogue every fifth and persuaded both Jews and Greeks. So he's yeah. he's uh, here in Corinth, and he's uh, doing the same thing he always does. It's a pattern. Yep. So uh, Silas and Timothy come to him. And it says, um, Paul was compelled by the Spirit. So, do you think that's the Holy Spirit or His Spirit? It's a good question. It's a capital S in my... Yeah, mine too. So, I, I would venture to guess that means that it would be translated back the Holy to the Holy Spirit. Spirit. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, and and we're still... Of course, under the time of uh, miraculous happenings, and the, these these people yeah. that we're speaking of absolutely had that ability. Yeah. So, so uh, obviously, some of these these uh, Jews in the synagogue opposed him, and it says he shook his garments and he said, "Your blood be upon your own heads. I am clean." Like, you know, yeah. And that's the right attitude, right? Yeah. In fact, I uh, I thought that I'd had a had a note here somewhere. But we see that we see that in, in other places uh, in the scriptures that you know we're, we're told when you when you go into a, a a person's house and speak to them if they will not hear you shake off the dust from your feet yeah. and move on yeah. you know and, and that's exactly what he was doing he reasoned with them and uh, you know but when they opposed him and it, and he'd been opposed before oh yeah he kept on bearing with yeah. with people but the at the point where they blasphemed. Yeah, when when they're just like they're, you know, speaking against speaking yep. in, against Christ, then well, yep. th- this line of communication is no longer open. Yeah. So now he's going to go to the Gentiles, and he says he left there, and he went with a certain man named Justice, who worshipped God, whose whose house was next to the synagogue. Well, that was convenient. Yeah. Now this is what's interesting. So the ruler of the synagogue at that time, this guy Crispus, became a Christian. And how did he become a Christian? He heard. And then what? And then he believed. And then what? And then he obeyed. He was baptized. Yeah, that's what it says. It says yeah. that many of the Corinthians hearing believed and were baptized. Yeah. Which, I mean, is a, is a that's a good place that kind of lays out, you know, what the plan of salvation is. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, we, we don't see anything in there of, of confession, and we don't see anything in there of, you know, repentance. repentance but believing but, kind of... If you truly believe, you do those things. Right. It, it's a necessary 
Yeah. It's a, it's a necessary connection there. Yeah. If you that, believe you're not going to be afraid to tell others you believe right. that Jesus is the Son if of God. If you've gone so far as to follow through with baptism, yeah. you know, then then the the thought would be that you're on board yeah. enough. And 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 in the in the context of things, you know, we can see that across the scriptures that Paul when he taught people the truth you know, th thinking back to, uh, even though it was uh, Philip on the day of Pentecost, but, uh, you know, in every example of, of conversion, we, we see those things, so lump them all together, and we understand that if they're teaching the same Christ, that those things would be included, yeah. even though we don't see it in this particular verse, because there are some that would take that verse and say, well, I don't see anything about repentance, so I can still go to the bar and drink. Right, right. You know, just... yeah. I heard and believed and I was baptized. Let's go get a Budweiser. Right. Yeah. Because that that's that's a thought out there. In oh, the world. it is absolutely. Um, so Paul now has a vision, uh, and he's told not to be afraid, but to speak boldly. So he's given Jesus has given him some reassurance here, and it says he continued there for over a year, mm -hmm. for a year what a year and a half. So does that mean that you and I can have a vision? I don't think so. Right. Yeah, just just to point that out, because the, uh, these are a lot of the scriptures that people will go to and say, look there. Paul had a vision. So I'm supposed to as well. Yeah. Um, you know, Paul was a, was in a different position than we're in. Right. You know? and, and, and we're told uh, later on that all these things... Have come to an end. They, yeah, those miraculous gifts. Yeah, absolutely. So we're we're kind of getting at the end here, but I think mm -hmm. we can get through the end of this. So, so we've got this guy named Gallio, and uh, from everything I was able to read historically, he was a pretty even even-minded guy, and he's the proconsul of that area. And the Jews were up, upset with Paul, so they go to the government. Mm -hmm. They go to the governor, the proconsul, and they bring Paul and they and they make all these accusations against him, but they're all concerning the old law. Yeah. And uh I like this Gallio guy because he's yeah. like uh he's like, "Well, this has nothing to do with Roman law." Right. And now he's upset. It's kind of like something you read about in the Constitution, the separation yeah. of church and state. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, wonder where they got that idea. I don't know, <laughs> but the, he's like, okay, he says, "Oh Jews, there would be a reason why I should hear bear with you, but if a, if it's a question of words and names in your own law, look to yourselves." Yeah, and uh, so what's interesting is, so it talks about this, you know, that that he drove them from the Judgment Street, and then he says, then the Greeks took Sosthenes, the ruler of the synagogue, so he must have been the so after um, Crispus. Who was the ruler before was converted to Christ. Mm -hmm. Obviously, the Sosthenes is uh, is the new ruler. Yeah, and you think about that. You know, their old the old ruler of their synagogue is now a Christian. Right. Well, that's that's a that's a kind of a political football right there. Yeah. You know, certainly. So so this they're, they're in panic mode. Yes. And uh, so it doesn't. Am I missing something here? It doesn't really say that Sosthenes did anything to deserve that beating. I mean, he must not have been on their side. But he, yeah. What? 
Am I missing something there? Well, so, so Sothenes was the guy, probably the guy that went before Gallio. So he's the ruler of the synagogue. So he's the one ah. that that went in front of uh, Gallio with so, these accusations. So because he didn't come back with the answer that they wanted, yeah, then they got they were mad at him and beat him. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if I don't know who beat him. It says then all the Greeks took Sosthenes, the ruler of the synagogue, and beat him. Hmm. I think it was what I think it was was uh, you know, the ruler there's like this has got nothing to do with us. Right. And then it says that he drove he drove them from the judgment seat. And it's interesting. I have a note here for verse seventeen there. For the word Greeks, it says that it's translated they all. They all. They all took Sosthenes, the ruler of the synagogue, and beat yeah. him. I wonder yeah. why they transferred or translated that out to Greeks. I don't know. But uh, I guess he was I guess he was in the yeah. in the Greek court. Yeah. Basically there. Yes. So that I guess Or that, the, the Roman court. Really. Yeah. Yeah. So at whatever rate, you know, basically, I guess he 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 got what he wanted Paul to get. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so. Yeah. Interesting. I, I think we better wrap it up there, Johnny. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thanks for joining in. Hopefully uh, we didn't confuse you too much and, <laughs> and you, you see fit to uh, join us again. Uh, we'll see you next time. Yep.